It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Yardy, joined by Scotty White here with you on Monday night, December 27th, going into Tuesday, December 28th, and it is game week. We are so close to New Year's Eve and the Orange Bowl and the college football playoff semifinal, the Michigan Wolverines, the Georgia Bulldogs. Man, I know we just had Christmas, but I feel like we got Christmas coming up. Scotty, what is happening, my man? Yep, dude, I cannot wait. Um, yeah, it's really felt the, the past few weeks um, like this game was never going to get here, and now Christmas is over. It's game week, only a few days to go, and I could not be more excited. I want to thank everyone who's watching on the Maze of Brew YouTube live page right now. Don't forget to post that, your comments, questions. Uh, we'll get to them all, man. We love when you guys join the the conversation. No question about it. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you would, and subscribe to the YouTube page for those of you listening on the podcast. Don't forget we do go live just about every Monday night. Uh, last week got a little sick, came down with an illness, so uh, we we couldn't go last week. But good to be here with you this week, and, and a lot to get to. Excited about this, man. It felt. Like it was so long, Scotty. It did. It really since did. we've had a game, man. I know. I mean, we're we're approaching a month. Um, it has been way too long, and it really gets you thinking. Like, what are what are we gonna do when this season is over? I mean, this has just right? been one of the most fun seasons of, and definitely been the best season of my life that I've experienced. Have you been going back and watching a lot of the stuff from the season this past month? Because I know I certainly have. It's the only way oh, I've been yeah. able to pass the time. Yeah, every every night before bed, I'm watching Ohio State highlights, Iowa highlights, and then like the Michigan football Twitter posted a video of all the touchdowns of the season. I've watched that like 20 times. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what's 
keeping me keeping me going on this long break. Have, have you seen that uh, the the one YouTube video is like two uh, percent to yes. champions or something like that, man, dude? That is like the yes. best twenty six minutes you can spend. <laughs> it, it gets me hype every time. Yeah, seriously, yeah, I have seen that. That's a great one. Uh, Bob Johnson asked, got any locks for the game? And Seth Scott responded, Cade throws for 250, 35-16 Michigan wins. Seth Scott is high on the Wolverines on Friday night, man. I respect the confidence. Yeah, man, I hope that's how it goes. I don't know about 35-16, but I like Michigan's odds in this game. Maybe, maybe worth a little sprinkle on the Michigan money line. I mean, ooh, uh, James Thurman asked if I ever had a sexual experience, man. I mean, we're yeah, Michigan, Ohio State. That was that was that was pretty damn close, man. I don't know. That was that was pretty phenomenal. Uh looking looking ahead though. Uh here this week, man. I, I will say the the one thing I'm concerned of is that layoff that they've had because Michigan yeah. was riding momentum like the last couple of weeks and playing their best football. Now they kind of have to do a hard reset, you know, as they go into this Georgia game. Yeah. I was definitely worried about that. Um, It has been a long break. I think, I I think I said this on our last broadcast, but I mean, after that Iowa game, I wanted Michigan to to play again the next day. Um, But I will say, I think that, um, that the time off was, was good to get everybody healthy. It looked like Blake Corum. I mean that his, uh, his run against Iowa kind of, looked like he was getting close to 100%, but with this time off, he's definitely at 100%. He was in the press conference this morning. Um, all of it's over Zoom, so that's nice. I can still tune into those. Um, but, yeah, he seemed like he was feeling great, so it's definitely going to be good to have everybody back at 100%. Yeah, I mean, that is the nice thing that's kind of happened, it, but it's funny, you know, Michigan coming down the stretch of the season, knock on wood here, but – I mean, relatively, they stayed pretty healthy here this year, particularly yeah. down the stretch compared to a lot of teams across college football. Yeah, definitely. And it seems like every year, too, there's some sort of, whether it's an in- injury or just quarterback controversy. And obviously, we had fans calling this year um, for JJ to come in, but it, it's been really nice to see Cade stay 100% healthy and not have to go through a quarterback change midseason. Because, um, I mean, mm-hmm. 2016 teams, Harbaugh, one of his best teams, and uh, Wilton Spate getting injured and then, you know, coming and playing back in the Ohio State game, but clearly not at 100%. I mean, he had broken his collarbone two weeks before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously um, the quorum injury sucked, but other than that, there really hasn't been much. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's, it's just been – yeah, I mean, man, when that happened, you know, you think back to it, you were just like, oh, man, here we go again, yep. you know, and it was it just felt like it was going to be another one of those years. But the way that this group really just banded together and kind of came through it all and, and to Ronnie's credit as well, Scotty, he like felt like I think he was on the sideline for every game oh, yeah. after that. You know, it's not like he rehabbed away from the team all the time, man. Yeah. He was he was always there, always in support. That That's yeah. a great teammate and a great guy to have around the locker room and they probably don't have this type of success without that senior leadership that they had this year. Yeah, no, he definitely maintained his leadership role. I mean, I mean, even when they're jumping around on the sidelines uh, in like the Nebraska game, and Wisconsin game. Um, and you see videos in the Ohio state game, like he's there on the sidelines cheering his teammates on the whole time, clearly a great leader, but yeah, no, I remember that first game and I was, I'm watching. I'm like, wow, like 
Michigan looks a lot better than I was expecting. Like this is, this seems too good. And then that happens. And yeah, the, here we go again, thoughts began. And, but here we are now to a place that we haven't, you know, seen yeah. at least, you know, si- since the inception of the college football playoff and Michigan is there. It's going to be a tough game. No question about it. Georgia has been a dominant team all year up until the SEC championship game. Um, but at the end of the day, man, the, these two teams feel so similar. Scott, they do. They you know, really do. and that is going to be the interesting thing. Like, I don't take a whole lot away from the SEC championship game because yeah. Michigan really can't play like Alabama did in that game. Exactly. You know, it, it's just that that's not how they're built. They have a dominant offensive line. They're going to want to run the football. You know, it's it's been that way all year. We know it at this mm-hmm. point. They've got they've both got dominant defenses. Both have great run games. I think Michigan has the advantage at quarterback. Depending, we'll, we'll see what happens with JT Daniels here. You know, kind of uh, going through some COVID stuff. Is yeah. he going to be able to go for the game? We don't know. Is it going to be Stetson Bennett? Uh, we're not a hundred percent sure what we're going to see on Friday. Either way, though, JT hasn't played much this year. I still think yeah. Michigan at that position really does have have an advantage over the Bulldogs. Yeah, I agree. And just also having it, yeah, it's it, the similarities between the two teams are really crazy. I mean, we Michigan's got the quarterback situation with with McNamara and McCarthy, um, and just having McCarthy as a backup quarterback. I mean, he's just so talented. Um, it's really a plus, and. Um, and yeah, I think um, I mean this is going to be the first game really since Michigan State that I think we're going to see Haskins and Corum both at a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean uh, Gaddis today was asked about um, you know what the what seeing Georgia's performance against Alabama does for them like confidence wise if it maybe provides a blue a blueprint and he said it well you know when that only happens once you can't really call it a blueprint because it didn't work for you know, the first 12 games of the season, those 12 opponents. So yeah, Michigan's not going to play like that. It's going to, they're going to be run heavy. Um, I expect a low scoring game because of that. Yeah. But I, I feel like it could also, we could also see something like um, the, the Rose bowl in the college football playoff semifinal between Georgia and Oklahoma Absolutely. Uh, back yeah. in the day, man, where yeah. both teams were just running crazy. Remember yeah. Sony Michelle in that game oh, just yeah. could not be stopped. Like I could see a high scoring game in which both teams just can't stop the run because the big boys up front are just too good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a really interesting game with the strengths on both the offensive lines and defensive lines. Um, but yeah, I just can't wait. I mean, Haskins and Corum being back both 100% healthy, I think it's just, I mean, the explosiveness that Corum had, I think we talked about it, that that long run against Ohio State. I mean, that's a touchdown if he's 100% healthy, and I just can't wait to see him back at full speed. Like, those those explosive plays that he brings are just amazing to see. Yeah, I think Michigan actually leads the country in explosive yeah. plays of 40 and 50-plus yards this year. I saw a stat like that, and that was very surprising. But, I mean, you think about it, they've had so many long runs. Yeah. Uh, especially in, in some of those earlier games, I mean, against, like, Northern Illinois. I mean, they were getting breaking off huge plays left and right in those games. Yeah, man. I th- and that's going to be a, a critical thing yeah. against Georgia because that's what you need to do against Georgia – their defense is too good to nickel and dime them down the field, man. Yeah. You need some chunk plays mixed in to, to move the football on these guys. And 
that's what Alabama was able to do, though. They did it, you know, primarily through the air. Bryce Young obviously having his Heisman moment, moment going on to, to win the award after that. But Michigan, even on the ground, I, I very much think that they can rack up some chunk plays uh, similar to Alabama, just in completely different ways. Yeah, and I think uh, a good indicator um, that Michigan has some of those big plays up their sleeve is th- the last few weeks, these trick plays that are coming out, and it just shows, I mean, even last week, um, the or not last week, but last game in the Big Ten Championship, the Donovan Edwards touchdown pass. I mean, that just kind of shows that they, I, th- I think they might still have some tricks up their sleeves. You know, they didn't, weren't saving at all for Ohio State. Um, so I think that the play calling, the play calling has been phenomenal in um, in the past couple games. And I think that that's going to play a huge role, maybe pulling out. Michigan's like the flea flicker this year. Would not, Man. I'm guessing we're going to see some flea flickers on Friday. Oh, yeah, no question about it. If, if Michigan's oh, yeah. able to get any sort of run game going, they're definitely going with the flea flicker. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've pulled that one out a lot. I think we're definitely going to see some new trick plays that we haven't seen. I mean, they've had three, four weeks to come up with stuff. I think the play calling is going to bring some nice tricks this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's my favorite part about this, like this long stretch, is that you know all these teams are going to oh, come yeah. out with a little something. I'd imagine Georgia – I know Kirby is a, a very conservative coach. You know, he, he yeah. wants to run the football and play some good defense. But I think even Georgia is going to come out with a couple of stops uh, against this Michigan defense because they know how aggressive Michigan plays. They fly to the football. And at times, you can use that uh, against the Michigan defense, and that's kind of – I guess one of my big concerns, right, is that we saw Iowa uh, being able to do this, but Brock Bowers, uh, the freshman tight end Mm -hmm. for Georgia, the dude is a certified stud. Yeah. Like, absolutely stud. Michigan, play action, they've been susceptible at times this year to giving up chunk plays to tight ends. Yeah. And I'm I'm wondering, is it one of those things where Brock Bowers – is almost too good for Michigan to be biting on these play actions. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. there's there's a give and a take there on the defensive side of the football. You have to hope that Michigan's front four, you know, doesn't get pushed, doesn't give up a lot, a lot of line yards, so that you don't have to send, you know, linebackers chasing across the field to try and make plays. Mm-hmm. Whereas as then, you know, they could kind of take away Brock on the the backside there on a play action. But I mean, he is so good that you do worry about that a little bit because that's really the only way Iowa moved the football in the Big Ten Championship game was off play action and going to their tight ends. And they yeah, they did have some good chunk plays like that. And what's scary too about Bowers, I mean, I was watching um, some some Georgia highlights, you know, scouting them a little bit, seeing what we're up against. And that dude has receiver speed. I mean, I I, I saw a video on on ESPN and it was just like giving the four playoff teams their most explosive play of the year. And the one for Georgia was one of his long touchdown runs. And I was just like, oh, my God, I, that, that's wide receiver speed for a tight end. And, yeah, the, he, he's going to be tough to stop. Um, I mean, I think he's probably what, definitely one of, if not the best tight end Michigan has seen this year. Well, this is a, an interesting discussion here. And I kind of wanted to get into this. So thank you to Ian Unsworth. He said Dax Hill should follow Bowers around the field. And there's no question Dax Hill is the best athlete on the defensive 100%. side of the football for Michigan. I don't think he's going to get run by him. However, Brock Bowers is 6'4", 230. Yes. Dax is not going to get outrun by Brock Bowers, but he could very easily get out-physicaled yeah. by Brock Bowers. 
Um, so it's going to be interesting what Mike McDonald wants to do because at the same token, another true freshman, Junior Colson has the size and yes. probably the athleticism to keep up with Bowers. Are we going to see more Dax on Bowers, or are we going to see more of a guy like Junior Colson on Bowers? I, I I find that very interesting to see what Mike McDonald's strategy is when it comes to taking away the tight ends for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and one thing that um, that I think is good is just seeing how McDonald has, um, you know, just this season, if things haven't been going well, he's been able to adjust well. And, you know, that's something yeah. that in the past I think Don Brown maybe could have done a little bit better on. Um, so I do think that uh, maybe we could – I mean, he's going to be so tough to stop that we might see Michigan struggle at first, but I do trust that McDonald will be able to make the correct adjustments and, and get that right matchup going quickly into the game. Yeah, Sam Stamos says, how about R.J. Moten? I mean, I, I think that's another really good candidate as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a couple of guys – here's the thing, man, is Bowers is probably going to get his mm. at the end of the day. It's It's how do you prevent him – from completely beating you exactly you know that's that that's going to come down to he's obviously going to catch his game he's going to have yards potentially you know uh, more than just a little bit of yardage on friday yeah but how do you not let him be a game wrecker right and that is the number one concern i think for this michigan defense so i, I know georgia runs the ball uh pretty well they can get some explosives that way as well but at the end of the day Bowers can be a game wrecker, and how do you prevent that from happening? That is going to be, I think, personally, the number one key. That and obviously getting pressure on Stetson Bennett or right. JT Daniels, whichever guy is going to be going for Georgia on Friday. Yeah, the pressure is huge, and I think that that's kind of – it kind of reminds me of Michigan playing Ohio State and kind of C.J. Stroud and those receivers. You know they're going to put up big numbers. How do you not let that beat you? And he, Stroud threw for what? Almost, almost 400 yards. Did he throw for over yeah. 400 yards? I mean, yeah, he he, he had good numbers. Um, they had some success through the air, but Michigan was still able to do enough, get enough pressures, and get enough stops in the red zone and overall to get the win. Um, and, yeah, so it just reminds me a lot of that situation. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, he's going to he's gonna have some some good plays. He's going to get some good yards. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if they can, you know, have that happen and still find a way to win the game. Yeah, and and that's the thing for the Michigan defense too, right? Is that what you just mentioned is exactly how they beat Ohio State. Kind of like how Iowa ha has beaten teams right. here this year. You know, kind of that keep it in front of you. Don't get beat with the explosives. Make them run a lot of plays because at the end of the day, you have two game records on the outside. Yeah in Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. Mm -hmm. And if they get some negative plays in there, all of a sudden a drive can stall before you know it. So if you don't let it all happen within just a couple of plays, there's enough confidence, I think, on this Michigan defensive line that they're going to be able to create enough pressure, mm -hmm. you know? And and that's, that's going to be the biggest thing. How do you not let up the 20, 25-plus plays that absolutely just demolish a defense? And, and I know Georgia probably isn't going to go much tempo, but – that's the thing that's kind of killed Michigan here this year is those explosives going tempo. Yep. Uh, and maybe Georgia does incorporate that a little bit. That's that's the interesting part of the chess match, I think, as well. Yeah, and another thing that, that I've got my eye on is the turnovers in this game because I keep thinking, I mean, the, this, the no fumble stat is just is crazy to me. 
Um, I mean, and, and it seems like in the past in big games, that's kind of been what's hurt Michigan is the turnovers. Um, yeah. you, you think back to, you know, 2016, Ohio state, um, 2017, Michigan state. Um, so there, I mean, there's a ton of examples of games where that's just totally, totally killed Michigan. And I, I keep expecting to have one of those games this year. And thankfully they haven't come, but I think the turnover battle in this game is going to be huge. And if Michigan can keep having this run game success and holding on to the ball, I mean, the ball security, I think has been maybe the most important thing this season that's led to this success. So that's going to be extremely crucial for Michigan in this game too, especially when running the ball so often. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, I mean, Michigan's done an incredible job at taking care of the football this yeah. year. And that's the, that's the reason they are where they are right now. Yeah. So, it's so important. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. And obviously, this is probably going to be the best defense. I mean, not probably. This is certainly going to be the best defense Michigan has played this year. But it's not like Michigan has played a lot of scrubs defensively. No. like, And especially defenses that can stop the run, too, right? right? Like, I, I'm not convinced Michigan's not going to be able to run it in this football game. I don't think they're going to be able to have as much success as, say, they did against Ohio State. Right. But they still had success against Nebraska, still had success against Iowa, Wisconsin. Yep. They've played some really good run defenses. And I know guys like Jordan Davis, they, they haven't seen a guy like him yeah. this year. No question about it. But for the most part, like I feel like Michigan's really battle-tested for kind of the things that Georgia's going to throw at him on that side of the ball. Yeah, I agree. And also, I think that, I mean, as the season has gone on, personally, I've just, my confidence in Cade has just grown each week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in that Wisconsin game, that was kind of the game um, where I think, I think that's the best run defense Michigan has faced this year. Um, statistically, I think that was one of the the lower totals that they've had running this season. And still, Michigan was able to make um, enough plays. I mean, they had a flea flicker in that game. Um, and then two other really nice touchdown passes, one, the, the deep ball from JJ to Dalen Baldwin, and then, um, another one to, uh, Cornelius Johnson from McNamara. Um, but when Michigan has struggled a little bit to run the ball, Cade has showed that he can throw the ball and make plays Michigan state, um, a lot of success through the air. So even if Michigan is struggling, I just, I, I still have total confidence in, in McNamara and, and McCarthy to be able to make plays through the air. Yeah, no, no doubt. And Georgia, they allow 81.7 yards a game on the ground. Man. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's it's suffocating. Yeah. Let's be honest here. And I know we, we got the stats rolling uh, in the comment section here. It, but the thing is, too, is like that's the thing about college football is you see these stats and you get an idea 
but we don't really, or at least I don't really have access to a lot of the opponent adjusted stuff. Yeah, and yeah. It, we know what Georgia, you know, play in the SEC East. It it just it was down this year. Obviously, it's kind of been down for for a few years now. That Clemson team uh, didn't turn out to be much. It was a 10-3 win for Georgia in that one. A defensive touchdown yeah. was the only touchdown in that game. Right. Like They dominated a lot of teams here this year, and that's what good teams do. Georgia is a good football team. Yes. It's just I think a lot of their metrics are a little skewed, so yeah. I'm not really sure. You, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, they only allow 81.7. Michigan's not going to be able to run the football. I don't necessarily think that that's the case in this game. I think Michigan is going to have some success, especially as they've been able to kind of get to the edges. They've done a great job at pulling multiple offensive linemen on plays, and this offensive line's legit. It can go up yep. against any defense in the country, and I think that's going to be the key. Now, if Josh Gaddis reverts back to, to kind of run in between the guards, you know, then Michigan could be in some trouble because that inside front four Right. Or the inside of that front four is unreal for Georgia. I think they're going to be able to get to the edge. I think Corum and yeah. Haskins are good enough in space that are hard to bring down that they are going to have some success on the ground. Yeah, that's where, I mean, that's the whole speed and space thing that Gaddis has brought to Michigan. And, of course, when he first said it, people were expecting more stuff through the air. But this year has just shown you can have speed and space running the football. I mean, when you get Corum to the outside, I mean, he's so dangerous. We've seen him break so many runs this year. And yeah, I mean, just running straight up the gut against Georgia, a defense like this, it's going to be tough. Um, you got to get some of those sweet plays going, get to the outside. Um, and I think that that's where they'll find most of the success. But I mean, yeah, the the 81 yards per game, just seeing the way Michigan has run this year, it would just be like, I, I can't imagine a, a game where they don't rush for 150 yards now, you know? Yeah, and you go kind of go back to that Kentucky game here, and I'm going to uh, pull it up here. Oh, no. I accidentally hit the wrong one on <laughs> uh, my iPad here. But, yeah, that, that Kentucky team, uh, really good at running the football, but they didn't necessarily have as much of a threat uh, throwing the football. You know, Will Levis, man, the guy is crazy. I like him as a quarterback, but but he's not great throwing the football, though he yeah. did have some success in that game. Went 32 of 42 192 yards and two touchdowns. And if he can have some success like that with the threat of a run game, I think Cade can have a lot of success. Yeah. Because like you said, man, I've got all the confidence in the world in Cade McNamara, man. He has shown a ton here this year. He's made a lot of good throws. Um, but yeah, Kentucky, they had almost no success in that game running the football. But they were able to move the ball a little bit, uh, throwing the air, uh, yeah. throwing the football. Yeah, I, I really think that this is going to be a similar offensive attack that Michigan did against Wisconsin. Um, I, I seem to recall, if I'm thinking correctly, it kind of started off Michigan was just trying to run, 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 and then they kind of figured out, okay, that's not going to work, and then they adjusted. They, you know, That's when they pulled out the flea flicker, scored the first touchdown, it looked like started to have a, just a perfect balance in that game of run, but it wasn't an, quite enough against a good rush defense in Wisconsin because so they brought out some of those trick plays. Cade and JJ made enough plays through the air, and I'm ex I'm expecting to see a similar offensive attack this Friday night. And just kind of going through the games, man. Like Auburn had 46 yards rushing to get him. Tanks big Tank Bigsby 10 carries, 28 yards. Wow. Like man, they they it's are definitely tough. stifling. But but yeah. at the end of the day, I I still don't think 
that they have a rushing attack like Michigan's. Yeah. I, I don't think that Georgia's seen a rushing attacks like Michigan's. Yeah. And will Michigan stick to it like we've talked about? Or are they going to go with the body blows? It's going to go on how the game goes as well, too, right? Yeah. Like Michigan is going to try to establish the run, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you know, they they might have to go away with it kind of early, depending on how Michigan's defense does against the Georgia offense. Right. Like game script is going to completely depend on, on the situation and how the game is going, because I think Michigan in a close game is going to continue to try and wear down that Georgia defense. Yeah. 100%, you know, tire them out. Um, and yeah, like you said, I don't, I, I don't think anybody um, in the country has a better rushing attack than Michigan. So Georgia definitely. And, and Michigan, I obviously has one of the best offensive lines in the country too. So it's definitely going to be something Georgia hasn't seen. And that's kind of what we saw in the SEC championship with Alabama's passing attack. I mean, yeah. you know, we talked about on the pick and podcast, you know, whenever Georgia was, was on there, everybody's saying, you know, there's not a spread big enough and Georgia was seeming to cover every single one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at their schedule up until Alabama, their best win was Arkansas. I mean, they really yeah. hadn't played a really, really, really strong team, and they got exposed. And I think that, you know, Michigan's rushing attack could have a similar effect on their defense than the Alabama or as the Alabama passing attack. But also, you know, coming off a loss like that, you know, Georgia's going to be as motivated as ever and as prepared as ever to face Michigan. And it's going to be a tough. Uh, Venice Blue Dev. Uh, mentioned something very important here as well. He said, we must attack their linebackers and coverage with RBs. I think this is going to be a big opportunity for Donovan Edwards. Yeah. The way he has turned himself into an incredible, incredible receiving back towards the end stretch of this season has been nothing short of spectacular and exactly what Michigan needs. I know Blake Corum can do it. I know Hassan Haskins could do it, but neither of those guys are dynamic as a route runner and pass catcher is Donovan Edwards. Yeah. And the fact that you can throw him in there, you can hand him the ball or he can run routes. It puts so much strain on the defense to go along with what Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum were able to do to your defense. I think that's been one of the biggest keys here for Michigan that has allowed them even an opportunity that we're talking about it to win this game against Georgia. Yeah, I was ex- I was expecting to see um, a lot of this against Ohio State just because the way I thought that game would go is Michigan tries to, you know, smash mouth football, pound it at them at the beginning of the game, and they wouldn't have that much success. Obviously, they did. But I was expecting after that to not work to kind of try to expose those Ohio State linebackers in coverage because they've had some weakness with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Edwards against Maryland, obviously he had his breakout game and against Ohio state, that one, one handed catch. I mean, he, like you said, Corman Haskins can do it, but I just think Edwards, you know, he's got the hands for it. He's got more, um, receiver, you know, uh, characteristics to him. Um, so yeah, he's such an important player and that, that is going to be big. I, I expect Michigan in this game, if they go to the run game and it's not working as well, that's going to be the next thing that they're going to go to. So uh, a lot of talk in the comments going on right now about teams playing from behind on Georgia uh, against Georgia. And Lewis Blake said, if Michigan goes out and punches Georgia in the mouth, I don't think Georgia will be able to respond. We'll see, but there's also a very realistic possibility that we need to start, you know, prepping for that. You know, we could see is that Georgia gets out to an early lead on Michigan. They were up ten nothing on Alabama. 
yeah. in the SEC title game. I mean, they were moving the ball at will on Alabama. There's a very realistic possibility that's what happens here. And I believe Michigan can respond. But like we're talking about here, when teams are playing from behind and trying to run the football, how much will Michigan stick to that? If they're down 10 nothing? Are they going to continue to try and run the football and risk going down three scores if it doesn't work like that? That's a very realistic scenario to start this game that you have to start thinking about and how Michigan is going to respond in a scenario like that. Yeah, it is interesting. And it's kind of like, you know, what happened with Michigan State against Ohio State. They got down so fast they couldn't even use their best player, Kenneth Walker. And yeah, I mean, Michigan has showed the ability to respond well to adversity this year. But, you know, we haven't really seen a game where, you know, Michigan immediately goes down two scores and has to come back. I don't think Michigan has trailed by double – have they even trailed by double digits this season? No, I don't think they've trailed by two scores this entire season. Yeah, I mean, so we don't really know how they will respond to that. Like you said, I think they'll respond well. They've they've responded well to adversity. Um, But, yeah, that is a very real possibility. And like you said, just about every game Georgia has started off going up two scores, except for, I think, the Tennessee game. Tennessee either scored and got a touchdown lead or tied the game up. But, um, but yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, Kyle Ulmer said, thoughts on McCaffrey for this game? I'm guessing you mean McCarthy on this one. And uh, obviously, uh, it's going to it's going to be the same as we've always seen. Yeah. Uh, they're going to use them, obviously. Uh, they're going to put him out in sets to run the read option. I think they're going to let him throw it a, a little bit. I mean, he's absolutely earned the right to play. You know, that yeah. opening touchdown of the Big Ten Championship game, him sprinting down the field and kind of springing quorum with that block, like he's absolutely earned the right. I yeah. think w- how they use those two and the ratio at which they use them, I think it's a perfect balance right now. They're not yeah, trying to force you. it too much, but at the end of the day, J.J. McCarthy adds an element to the run game, which is, again, what Michigan is going to want to do, that Cade McNamara just doesn't. Yeah, and it's something that, the you know, another team has to prepare for, too. It's just adding another element to the offense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I, – I, I'm guessing it'll be pretty similar. Like you said, he'll come in um, to help the run game and they'll let him throw a little bit. Um, I'm sure that, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised um, if they have, you know, maybe a couple new plays um, that we haven't seen him run yet um, that they've kind of – developed over the course of the past few weeks. Uh, but I'd, I would expect pretty much the same thing that we've been seeing from McCarthy, same amount of playing time. And, you know, you, you talked about kind of taking care of the football at the end of the day. You know, JJ uh, a couple of times this year has put the ball on the ground. Obviously, he yeah. lost the fumble uh, against Michigan State. Uh, he got it back on the touchdown against Maryland that he ultimately ended up scoring. Yeah. Uh, but he's put it on the ground a couple of times. Here. Yes. And and so you, you start to think about that a little bit, too, is I'm sure the coaching staff has all the confidence in the world in him. It's just that that is a potential risk, probably more so than what we do see with Cade McNamara. Yeah. I, I came in Cade's ability to take care of the ball has been insane. And you look mm-hmm. back at some of his interceptions, the only bad one that I would say was, was the one against Ohio state. The other three. Um, yeah, that was, that was a really yeah. bad one. Cause he had Edwards wide open for a touchdown. on the He did. Out. And he's throwing in a triple coverage. I don't know what he saw, but you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. McCarthy lost the fumble against Michigan state and, um, and also 
on the possession before that almost coughed it up as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that certainly plays a factor in uh, in a big game like this. There's an interesting stat. Ian Unsworth, Michigan is the only team in the country to not trail by 10-plus this year. Have they, I mean, trailed by, have they trailed by eight or nine? By, by, by nine, I guess, more than one possession? No. Uh, Nebraska yeah. was just one possession. Michigan State. Uh, State never led by more than four, I don't believe. Yeah. I don't... Uh, Penn, Penn State went up three, 17-14. Yeah. Wow. Man. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. It's, uh, and, you know, like Jim Harbaugh has said, this team just doesn't blink. They don't. You know, they come right back at you uh, when the going gets tough, if they get down. And that's why I don't think they're out of any game here this year, man. That's why I, I'm excited about this. Uh, the spread doesn't <laughs> concern me at all. Same spread as it was for Ohio State, you know. I mean, um, uh, not concerning because I think, I, I do think Ohio State and Georgia are similar in talent level, obviously not play style mm-hmm. uh, by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. Um, but I think Michigan is playing with a confidence right now that they can compete with anybody 100%. and that they can beat anybody. And you do wonder if Georgia is still playing with that confidence right. after what happened in the SEC championship game. Right. I mean, it's it's a question that needs to be asked, especially at the quarterback position. Does Stetson Bennett believe that he can get the job done if go, when the going gets tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to tell with with uh, with college athletes, you know, how they're going to come back from big wins or big losses. Um, it's just so unpredictable. So you never know, if, is that going to motivate them or if, is it, is it going to kind of deflate them? Um, obviously, you imagine this is the college football playoff. They're still playing for a national championship. I'd be shocked if it, they don't come out with their A game. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you really never know what those kind of games are going to do to a college team, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they've had, like, it could go either way, though, right? Because they've had a month to sit on it. And maybe you sometimes you start over-criticizing, you start over-analyzing because the taste is bad. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they, they've went this entire month with an extra chip on their shoulder and they're very excited to get out there, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think we're going to see really early on which Georgia team uh, shows up at the Orange Bowl, you know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and going back to that spread also, Michigan 11-2 against the spread. Yep. And now, I mean, never trailing by more than a possession. I mean, I would I would be I would be shocked if Georgia comes out and and gets a quick two-score lead just based on how Michigan has been able to start games and and respond to just one score. So, yeah, and I don't think that Georgia, you know, a lot of the talk this week that we've seen from most everybody is how is Michigan going to move the ball on Georgia's defense? But like, I don't think there's, there's a lot of paths for success for Georgia to move the ball on the Michigan defense. You know, Uh, we, we talked about, about Brock Bowers. I think that is one path, Uh, but Michigan has shored up the run defense. They've Mm -hmm. played some pretty good teams. They played some really good running backs and there hasn't been much there uh, lately, you know, in the latter half of the season. Since the, the Kenneth Walker game, it, they've been pretty good defensively. The linebackers yeah. have really, really played much better down yes. the stretch 
of this season. And I, I have to give them all the credit in the world because I, I was a bit of a critic of the linebackers for a while. The young guys are stepping up. Josh Ross has played much, much better down the stretch. And they've almost turned into a strength of this defense as opposed to being what was, you know, at least in that Michigan State game, a clear weakness. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, they've done a great job. Um, And, yeah, I mean, Michigan, like Michigan's got one of the best defenses in the country. And really that that Kenneth Walker, um, he's the only guy we're talking about. Are we going to let a guy – you know, beat us. He's the only one, you know, with CJ Stroud, he puts up big numbers. He has a big game, but Michigan doesn't let him beat him. That happened with Kenneth Walker. But I mean, that's really the only real bad defensive hiccup of the season that I can think yep. of. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think of one too here, man. And there, there really hasn't been. And also the whole team, that's what we were talking about. They're hitting their stride. At the yeah. right time, every, I mean, every phase of the game the past the past two weeks, especially against Iowa, have just looked. I mean, and Ohio State, obviously, there was the the passing um, from Stroud, but I mean, he's a Heisman finalist for a reason. Um, so exactly, man, and they're not going to see. They wouldn't see anything like that exactly until the national championship game. I mean, yeah, know? it's it's great to see. I mean. Oh, people are talking that Ohio State is the team that could beat Georgia up until the Michigan game. And yeah, I mean, Travion Henderson, he's a really, really good running back too. I mean, Michigan's not going to see, I don't think they're going to see, uh, obviously Alabama's offense is, is incredible. Um, but I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that Ohio State offense that Michigan kept to 27 points and beat by 15. Yeah, and they really haven't played a lot of good defenses this year have yeah. Georgia no. you know like you think back to the Clemson game probably the best defense they played all year they score scored three offensive points yeah you know and I understand that was week one Georgia's probably a little bit better offensively than they were in week one but they didn't meet a ton of resistance on that front throughout the season you yeah. know and <laughs> I mean even Alabama this year right you know I mean you've been able to move the ball and score on Bama, and I'm not saying, you know, that Michigan's been 100% stout, like you can move the ball and score on Michigan as well. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan is probably, you're probably looking at an argument for the best defense, maybe second best, you know, depending on how you view Clemson. I know right. it's been stout here this year, uh, but they haven't seen too many defenses like Michigan. I think that actually makes for a better style outside of, you know, the Alabama game to beat Georgia than it does, you know, yeah. if Ohio State went up against them, you know? Yeah, I really and, – and I don't know I don't know about you, Luke, but the more that we talk about this game, I I just feel very confident in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Ability. And it scares me. I, it scares me how confident I am because I don't want, you know, to be expecting this huge win and then be totally let down. So it scares me, but the more we talk about it, the more confident that I feel. Well, the funny thing is, is that like I'm, you know, confident they can compete with them on Monday, and then Friday will roll around and just be a wreck, dude. Oh, like, oh, yeah. like there, I had no, no belief that Iowa could stick with Michigan in the Big Ten championship game, and yeah. you know that that Saturday rolled around, and I'm like, oh my god, thinking about all the scenarios that could possibly go wrong, exactly. you know, and I'm sure that's exactly how I'm going to be on Friday. Yep. And you know, this is the playoff. It might even that start that feeling might just come on Wednesday, maybe Thursday, you know, bigger stakes. I'm already starting to get the nerves, you know, what waking up today, you know, the weekend's over, Christmas is over. 
really got the feeling of okay like this game is almost here the nerves are setting in like it's it's almost time yeah i was i was at the gym earlier today and it was a lot of uh pump it up and mr brightside going back oh, to yeah. back you know in the gym ready <laughs> to go man Yep, I can't wait. And yeah, I, I also keep thinking about, you know, right when this game ends, probably 11, 1130. And then we've got New Year's, you know, what is going to yeah. be? It's either going to be the best New Year's ever, or it's going to suck. I mean, there's no there's no in between. Those of you that are watching the uh, YouTube live page, drop those predictions. I want to see what you guys are thinking on this game. Georgia, Michigan. Friday, give us some scores and predictions because I want to see what you guys are thinking, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Definitely. Here we go. Sam Stamos. Guys, I've checked. Yeah. I do believe that Michigan never trailed by more than four points all year. That's what I thought. Wow. When they went down 37-33 to Michigan State, yep. I'm pretty sure that is the only time. Did, did Nebraska get up four? I can't remember. When they I took the lead, like, did they get up four? I feel like it was one or maybe three max. I feel like yeah. they went up. Yeah. I think it was three. Yeah. I think they went up the 22 19. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, that sounds that that was sound that was what I was gonna say. And then it was three. Moody kicked a field goal to tie it, and then there was the fumble, and then another field goal, Michigan won by three. So I think it was 26-23. Philip LeMay says 42-17 Michigan. I, I like love it. the confidence, Philip LeMay. Excited to see some more predictions here, man. I don't know. I, like, I love the confidence. I personally don't think that there that it's going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Do you um, have a score prediction for us, Luke? Uh, at, at the end, I'll, I'll give one. I'll All give right. one. We got right. uh, Kyle Ulmer, Michigan 35, Georgia 23. Black Star, Michigan 31, Georgia 24. Lewis Blake, 27-21 Michigan. Jake Moody coming through with two big field goals. I would love to see it. Josh Evans, Michigan, 27. Georgia, 23. Sam Stamos, 28-24. Michigan. I love love it. I think that's right about where I am, Scotty. I'm thinking thinking like 21-17 Michigan, 24-20 somewhere in there yeah. you know right right around kind of the the 41 44 total mark michigan getting yep. a three or four point win that's exactly how i'm feeling i think i think for my final score prediction i'm gonna lock in a 17 13 michigan win all low right scoring, low scoring venice blue dev 31 24 says go blue lee smith the khaki curse pokes its head up uga 34 michigan 21 but harbaugh wears lululemons now right he does he's got the navy blue lululemons the khakis are gone the khakis the khakis are out so i don't know is that maybe that's the khaki curse that he doesn't wear khakis anymore is yeah. that like that he tossed him to the side so it, it's cursed him kind of like you know the socks trading the great bambino Maybe yep. maybe that's what maybe that's what the khaki curse is. I'm not sure. Bryce says 20 to 17 UM. Yep. I, I'm gonna need Lee Smith to tell me exactly what the khaki curse is, though. <laughs> I'm actually I mean I'm intrigued by this, Lee. Can can you give us something? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when Harbaugh ditched the khakis. Was this is this the first year or was it last year? I think it was last year, so maybe there was a bit of a curse there. Yeah, but it's, it's... – I, I could totally understand that. I, I could see where that comes from. 
if that was the case, you know, yeah. that, that he ditched the khakis and had the worst season, you know, he had at Michigan. The Blue Lulus are definitely working some magic this year, though. Lyle Knight says, unless Don Brown returns, we are fine. Michigan wins 34-21. We've got, we've got confident comments. Yeah, man. I, I do love – this is a far cry from <laughs> this confidence. It's almost throwing me off here, Scotty, it's, because it's crazy the Michigan see. fan base – is not a confident one when it comes to the football team, especially a game like this. I mean, you think we think back to um, a month ago today? It was November twenty seventh, right, against Ohio State. I yes. Mean, and before that, I mean, just think of the complete one eighty that this fan base has taken since in the last month. I mean, it was obviously an immediate switch, November twenty seventh. But I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, this is gonna be, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm excited for it. Oh yeah. We finally get to watch Michigan in the college football playoff, man. It's yep. it's here. Game week is here, Scotty White. Game week is here. I cannot wait. I am I mean, nothing else this week matters. Um I just hope I just hope that we can get lucky and get and get ten more days of this season. Absolutely. One real quick thing before we go, how about this stat? Big thanks to Kyle Ulmer for this one. Talk earlier in the season was that Michigan couldn't score a touchdown in the red zone. But in the last 19 drives, they've scored 16 touchdowns, one field goal, one kneel down, and one turnover. Wow. That's actually remarkable. Wow. And I and I think that's going to be a key that's against insane. Georgia. If you get in the red zone on the Bulldogs, you, you score better score touchdowns. And Michigan has gotten very good at that. It was, yeah, like he said, it was a concern in the Michigan State and Indiana games. And we have not seen a lot of Jake Moody since then. So, yeah. That that will be that will be huge. Punching it in the red zone. You got to come away with seven, not three. Can't wait, man. How how um do you like real quick? Do you like Michigan being the second game, or would you prefer them to be the first one? You know, I was thinking a lot about that, and I I like the second game because I like the night game. I just think I personally I just think that the night games are a ton of fun. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna write my post game article. You know, game's gonna end at eleven thirty. Midnight's about to happen, so I'm not. I'm not really sure how that's gonna go. Um, but I'm. I'm happy with the night game. What about you? Yeah, I. I'm thinking about it. Like, I think I like it. I'm gonna be stressed during that first game, yeah. but it's still like it gives me a little extra time to right. get into it. Whereas if they played first and lost right like i wouldn't be able to enjoy that second game at all right you're just not you know? i wouldn't even watch it you know so yeah that's, that's right a good, that's a good point i'm gonna i'm yeah i'm that first game's gonna be really enjoyable to watch i'll be really excited and you still are kind of watching it with like a with like a scouting sense like who could Michigan exactly yes it makes that first game much more fun to watch right yeah so yeah second game second game best game all righty scotty way where can we find you on social media you guys can give me a follow at Scotty White underscore. Um, Going to be covering the football team for the rest of the year. Wish I could be headed down to Miami, um, but I will be here in Ann Arbor during the game tweeting lots about it. So you guys can give me a follow there. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. And yes, Sam Stamos, someone hit that like button. 
Appreciate you, Sam. Hit that like button on the YouTube page if you're watching right now. Uh, If you're following along on the podcast, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We do appreciate that. Follow the Brewcast Show page at Brewcast Show and obviously the Maze and Brew Twitter page at Maze and Brew. Check it out on Facebook as well. And we are going to have a great week. Lots of great content to come on the site, on the podcast. Keep a lookout for it. We appreciate all you guys uh, in the YouTube live comments, man. Love you guys. Love the comments. Love the discussions. You guys are fantastic. Let's go get a win on Friday night. For Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.